Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. All right. Well, today I am so excited to welcome Chelsea Hall to our School of Sellers podcast. And I met Chelsea over Instagram. She caught my eye because she offers Pinterest services to TBT sellers. And you know that in School of Sellers, we're always looking for different ways to grow our business. And it really is cool to hear from different people in the TPT world to hear what it is you do and how you help TPT sellers. So Chelsea, before we dive into the conversation today, why don't you give us just a little introduction, specifically how you ended up doing what you do today. I'm really curious to hear your story. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I am an avid listener. I am not a TPT seller myself. Previously, I was a first grade teacher. I was a teacher for eight years. I taught fourth grade, third grade, and then first for most of my career. And then I started a side hustle, which most of your audience started a side hustle as a TPT seller. And I started my side hustle as a freelancer. I was looking for a way to add a little bit more revenue into our life. We, we live a great lifestyle as is, you know, we, we, we did well and all that, but I wanted more, more vacations. And I know you guys talk a lot about this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I took a course to learn how to become a freelancer. And I actually started off offering um, social media management services. And I hated it. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. I did not like being in somebody else's DMs or or trying to be somebody else. And it, it just wasn't speaking to my heart and it wasn't aligned with who I was. And so I, I took on a Pinterest client and I, I started, I took a course and I have now taken 10 courses. I'm in three memberships. As a teacher, I have that love of learning and I feel like I constantly want to be, you know, in the know and learning more. And, you know, I tried to branch out from working in the education space because I was like, you know, I wanted something new. So I, you know, I love the parenting space. I'm a mom, you know, I I worked in that and I was like, why am I trying to do something that isn't again, aligned with who I am? I didn't leave the classroom. So backtrack, I started this as a side hustle Mm -hmm. and it has quickly become my full-time job. I left the classroom actually mid-year this past year because my business grew exponentially in the past year to be where it is today. And I was teaching as most of us were virtual school. My district made a virtual academy. And Mm -hmm. so I was actually doing that. And I was a newer mom. I had my first baby last May. And so just trying to juggle a pandemic and having this side hustle and and, and it, it just was wearing on my mental health. So Yeah, here I am. I have 
primarily all TPT seller clients. Um, I manage quite a bit of accounts. It's all me right now. I do it on my own. I attribute that to systems. I know you talk about that as well as systems and organizing and, you know, thinking smarter, not harder. And yeah, so now I, I have the pleasure of still keeping my foot in the door in classrooms and still being able to connect with students and help teachers and, and all of that. And it's just in a little bit of a different way. And so... Yeah, here I am. That was a very long, long story. Sorry. I love it because I really like I when I was getting ready for this episode, I was like, you know, I know you feel like, you know, someone if you are friends with them on social media. Right. But it's like I started thinking, I was like, I don't know her story. Like I knew that you had been a teacher and I was a first grade teacher, too. So love it. And so I'm just like fascinated by this for that reason. And because I've told you this, like I hate Pinterest. Like to meet someone who makes it their full-time job and feels so passionately about that is very intriguing to me. And I'm not saying that I know Pinterest is great and it's such a powerful platform for teacher sellers. It's we need it. It's always just kind of baffled me. So I'm like extra excited (laughs) to talk to you today about everything, but I have to ask, okay, so I am like a serial course taker as well. Like I take so many online courses on a bunch of different topics, obviously. Do you have like one Pinterest course that stands out? Like if you had to pick your favorite or one you would recommend, do you feel comfortable recommending one? Yeah, for sure. So my favorite is I'm in a course with Megan Williamson, her and I have become friends. She is the owner of Pin Potential and it's a membership. She only opens the doors um, four times a year. So like get on her list. It is by far the best course I've ever taken. And she just, she is so, so giving. And for the cost of the course and for the amount you get, it goes well beyond Pinterest. It goes into like email marketing. She, she brings on guests to do growth mindset, like those types of things. And so it goes beyond just Pinterest. And, and so that's really appealing and she's just really sweet. And so you have to really like, like the course owner. And I just, you know, she's, she's just awesome. That is so true. I feel like it's all about finding the person that you learn the best from and then yeah. everything else. And her community. I mean, the community is a big one too. So, well, I ask because I feel like a lot of times we hear about the same courses over and over and over again, because there tend to be like a couple that, you know, are the most common. So, but usually it's the ones we don't hear, you know, a lot about that end up being the most valuable. So I appreciate that input because let listen, I'm not about to take a Pinterest course, but I know that there are probably a lot of people that will listen that will either be like, I need Chelsea in my life, or I want to take a course. So it's always helpful to throw out those recommendations. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever thought about having a Pinterest course? I have. I actually, I, and we don't have have, to, I have an outline. Okay. (laughs) But it's, it's hard to decide that. I mean, for you, you probably went from like the product creation side to then the, the creating the course side. And I mean, you probably had a, you, you have both, but like you kind of almost get stretched thin and you're like, where do you, where do you put your time? And creating a course is a big deal. I mean, yes, it's like a second job courses. I mean, I know you've had issues. Like I know a lot of TPT (laughs) issues, like people are 
slimy. And, yes. and so, yeah, I, I, I know, especially like the course that I'm creating is for specifically TPT sellers. Cause there's mm-hmm. not that. Well, that's why I was, I started thinking like that would be a perfect thing for the seller community. Yeah. Cause I do like my, my coaching calls with teachers and strategy calls, but I think being able to have a course, you get to work with more or, you know, help more people. So maybe we'll reconnect later down the road once that's made. And (laughs) (laughs) that's sorry. That was an impromptu question. I was no, that's okay. I'm all for impromptu. Yeah. Online courses are a lot of work, but I swear it's just, it's such a cool thing to be a part of too. I feel like every time I'm like, you can make an online course for that because <laughs> you really can. You can make one for anything, but for sure. uh, well, I know that there's definitely a need for that in the seller community. So yeah. I'll be excited if and when that happens in the future for you. It's going to be when. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Good. Good. I like that. Well, so let's, let's back up to just like the bare bones of Pinterest for anyone who's listening that is still not convinced that Pinterest will help them as a TBT seller. Because even though I don't love Pinterest, I know how important it is. So you don't have to convince me, but if you were to tell someone who is kind of like iffy about jumping into Pinterest, what would you say is like, what are the biggest benefits and how can it help teacher sellers? Yeah. So when it comes to marketing, you always want to consider where are your people hanging out? And so you have to really think about where are teachers hanging out? And you and I, Aaron, as former teachers, we hung out on Pinterest or on TPT to find products. Sure. I followed people on Instagram, but it was more so following them for like they're behind the scenes or maybe how cute their classroom was and those types of things. Your people are on Pinterest and Pinterest is still an extremely powerful platform that I feel still very underrated, undervalued, you know, all of those things. And what I think a lot of people don't do is they don't know their numbers. And so, as I mentioned, like a lot of the times I get on calls with teachers and they're adamant that Instagram is is their go-to. And while it's great to build brand awareness, if you look at your numbers, if you go to insights and look at the amount of website taps you're getting to your website, Mm -hmm. most of them are below a hundred. I manage accounts where I, you know, they have a hundred thousand plus Instagram followers and they're only getting like four to 500 website taps from Instagram, but we're bringing in 10,000 plus sessions from Pinterest. And so that's the thing is that you need to be aware of your numbers. So if you look at Instagram right now, and maybe you have a following of like six, seven K followers, which is fantastic, but you're only getting like 50 website clicks from that. But if you're on Pinterest and you could be bringing in more like thousands to your, to your website, where do you want to spend your time and energy? And the biggest thing with Pinterest that I value the most is, and which I I want to be a goal for most of my clients is to grow their email list because that's where the, that's where the sales are going to happen. And so Pinterest is very powerful with that because you can create pins that link directly to your, to your landing pages or to your freebies and whatnot to grow that email list, which is not as likely to happen on Instagram or Facebook or those types of things. So 
I think knowing your numbers and knowing your goals and knowing that your people are on Pinterest is a big why behind it. It's a lot of work, but all platforms are a lot of work. So if you're going to be putting in the time and energy for one platform, I recommend it to be Pinterest. You make really good points because I'm sitting here thinking like it's, yeah, I I think that so many people put stock in Instagram or whatever social media platform they're in, but then it's like, you have to think about too, like how people are behaving on those sites because people don't necessarily go to Instagram to buy or to visit websites. Like I rarely click through to people's profiles, you know, I mean, whereas Pinterest has become like this gigantic search engine. So we have to assume if people are on Pinterest, like they're more probably more open to clicking through and like finding the information that they came from. So that's important. Well, well, and and with that, like Pinterest is a search engine. It's a search and discovery platform. People go to Pinterest searching for solutions to their problems. You know, last night I I bought it or we got an Instapot like three years ago when we got (laughs) married. And let me tell you, I've used it three times. And so I went on Pinterest and I instantly like was like Instapot recipes. And and I'm just floor like filled with all of the, these recipe ideas because I'm looking for a solution to the problem I have of the fact I haven't used this Instapot in three years. (laughs) So teachers are doing the same thing. You know, I'm having like my classes, you know, really struggling this year. I need some classroom management ideas or, you know, my guided reading groups. I've got these really high kiddos this year. What are some enrichment ideas that I can go search for? You go to Pinterest to find that. How in the world are you going to find that on Instagram? I mean, sure you can search hashtags, but like you're not going to find it. So, so people are looking for your solutions and you just have to give them to them. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I'm just, it's making me rethink all my, you know, cause, cause I don't like Instagram, you know, particularly either, right. um, you know, if, if it were up to me, I would just not have to go on any other platforms and I would just like create content all day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it really paints it in a a positive light when you phrase it that way. And I also wanted to ask, because one of my beliefs about Pinterest that gives it a leg up on other platforms is it's true, right? That once a pin goes out on Pinterest, I mean, it's out in the Pinterest world for potentially ever, right? Like it never fully disappears. Is that correct? Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Again, I mean, on Instagram, the shelf life of a, of a post is 24, 48 hours. I mean, your stories are gone. You're, I mean, nobody's scrolling back in your feed unless you're like, you're really intriguing or somebody's creeping on you. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> on, on Pinterest, you know, some of my clients pins, they're still appearing in the search feed a year from a year ago, you know, when we posted it and now, now they're there. So yeah, it's it's very relevant and and the ability to make those pins last, you know. So I think that I mean the benefits are very clear and obvious to me. So, but I also see on the flip side, I feel like Pinterest is one of the people either love it or they hate it. Like there's really no in between. So why do you think people get frustrated with Pinterest? Yeah. And that's the big thing I wanted to discuss is like, I know a lot of people are frustrated with Pinterest and I don't blame you. I'm even like, oh my goodness, in, (laughs) in my memberships, in my, in my masterminds, I'm in like, we're, we're talking about these things. Like Pinterest has never made more changes this year than they have in their entire 
existence. And so we can be frustrated with it, but the fact of the matter is they're making these changes for the user. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're doing this for the user in mind. It's not about us and our businesses. Like we can pout and, and bah humbug, Mm -hmm. but that's not going to do us any, any good. There's, we've already stated that there's so much power in Pinterest. And so we have to adapt to those changes. You know, how many of us were stomping our feet when reels came out on Instagram? We hated them. We yeah. were all, they're trying to be Snapchat. They're, they're or not Snapchat. They're trying to be TikTok and like, who are they? Yeah. And now we all do them and we use them to grow our following and do that. Like what <laughs> uh, real though is linking through to your website? Right. None. So you're doing them because it's part of marketing and you know, you have to do them in order to play the game. So on Pinterest, a lot of it is playing the game. And so I think the frustration with Pinterest is because there is a lot of change, but change is inevitable. It's going to happen no matter what platform you're on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a friend that started on YouTube like 10 years ago and it was the easiest thing. She was getting thousands of leads from it. She's now it's pulling teeth. I mean, it's not as easy as it used to be, but it still is a search engine that is going to outperform these other platforms that you're trying to market on that you're that you're just spinning your wheels and not getting anywhere. So yes, there's fresh frustration, but it's it's staying up to date with the best practices. And I think a lot of the frustration is coming from things that people are trying to still do that worked two years ago and they're not anymore. And then they're like, Pinterest doesn't work and Pinterest works. It's just reworking your tactics and, and what you're doing. And that makes a lot of sense. I think you hit the nail on the head with just the changes. I, you know, change is uncomfortable for most people. Like, obviously we would like certain things to stay the same, but usually, I mean, change usually ends up with good results, in my opinion, like you said, the the reels is a perfect example because of course we resisted that. And then now everyone's doing it. So I, I think too, though, the fact that it changes so often is another vote in my book to consider hiring out for Pinterest services because it's a full-time job to keep up. I mean, you, and I, so I tell sellers this all the time, like the reason why it's so hard to do it all, like Pinterest, Instagram, all those things is because each of those things, people make a full-time job out of doing like make Pinterest your full-time job. There are people who run Instagrams as their full-time job. Like there's a reason why it's hard to do it all. So I think that that would be a definite reason to think about hiring out for Pinterest in your teacher seller business. So someone else can <laughs> deal with the changes and explain them to you, you know, cause that would be a lot to have to keep up on. So I think that is probably one of the biggest frustrations that teacher sellers. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, you can take a course, but I've, I've taken 10 courses for the fact that like a lot of them kind of stunk. Like they just, they weren't great. And it just, they weren't on. So the reason I'm in memberships now is because they are up to date. Like, yes, it's, we're doing weekly coaching calls We're you know, we're getting the no we're constantly up to date with them. And, and that's what I think is like of, of value is knowing the best practices. So if you don't have the funds right now to hire it out, than going that route of, of being in a membership. It's also important to make the distinction between hiring a VA and hiring a Pinterest strategist or expert 
Yes. And, and I know whether it's in the TPT space or any space, you, you have to know what you're buying. You can't go and, and spend Walmart prices and get Saks Avenue yeah. transformation. Right. You, know, you have to invest. So if you're going to invest in something like, make sure you are investing in somebody that does this and, and is an expert in it. I mean, if you right now have the funds to maybe hire a BA to do a little bit of it, but like when you're hiring something for Pinterest, you want the strategy, you want the no, you want to, them to know how to use keywords, the best practices, being up to date on all those things. Mm-hmm. So kind of keeping that in mind, it's almost like hold on to your money and tell you are ready for the bigger investment or invest in a membership where you can stay up to date. So kind of thinking those things as well. That's an important point. Cause yeah, I feel like if you just, if you hire a VA to do your pins, you're still kind of driving the bus, right? Like a lot, in a lot of those situations, you still have to be a part of like the creation process and the strategy process. Whereas a Pinterest strategist, which is what you are, you know, they come equipped with the knowledge and the up-to-date trends and all of that stuff so that you don't have to, it's kind of eliminating that work for you. So I think that's a really good point. And I also think that it helps for teacher sellers or anyone really that has a business to learn at least a little bit about something before hiring out for it, because it's impossible to know if you're getting a good deal, not a good deal, but if you're getting good value, you know, what needs to be done. So I think it really does pay to kind of feel it out a little on your own first before you're ready yeah, to hire. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I and, and what I do is a lot of times, like I'll get on strategy calls with clients, we'll go over it and they're like, I don't want to do this myself, but now I'm at least glad I know what I'm getting myself into and what I should be looking for. Mm-hmm. So, and I think with all things, like it's important for us as business owners to know, like I'm about to hire out my email marketing, but I, I have the understanding, but I don't want to do it. So like, you know right. what I mean? So, yes. And that See, one off. You know enough to feel comfortable having someone else do it because you'll know yes. whether or not they're doing it the right way. Right. So, exactly. That is important. Yeah. Oh, gosh, so many good gems. So we've talked about how sellers like are feeling frustrated and just how, you know, certain pain points with Pinterest. So do you have some tips for us about how to get like unstuck or just things that sellers should be doing that they might not be just any, any Pinterest gold you can drop on us would be. Yeah, for sure. So especially with TPT sellers. Now I don't want this to scare you, but (laughs) it is very important to be on the path of creating your own website as a TPT seller. Yes. You can sell solely on TPT, but using Pinterest Pinterest favors websites and they favor blogs. They favor content creation. They favor fresh. And so I I don't want to sit here and say that you can't be successful on Pinterest if you only have a TPT store, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be a lot harder because Pinterest and TPT, like TPT is a third-party platform and they love when it's, when they're supporting the content creator and there's a claimed website. Mm -hmm. So once you have your website, make sure it's claimed and focus a lot of your energy on creating fresh content that can lead back to your website. So a lot of the frustration again, comes back to the fact that people are like, Pinterest isn't working. The thing is, is Pinterest is getting harder, like all platforms where you need to be creating more content. So you need to be creating 
whether you have a podcast and you're doing like short form notes, like a short form, like blog post with your notes, or you have a YouTube channel and then you're, you're creating a little blog around that, or you're actually creating blogs. I recommend for all of my clients to at least be creating a blog a week. I mean, that sounds like a lot, but to be successful, like it's, it's worth it. And I hope I'm not scaring your audience away right now. Well, let me just jump in here really quickly because I'm thinking on the surface, someone might be like, Oh, I can't do that. But I just recorded a podcast this week, actually, just about different ways to repurpose your content. So I feel like if you are someone who is already posting somewhere else, let's say you are an Instagram person and you have these posts or these reels, I mean, those can easily be turned into something that you can put on your website, right? I mean, yeah, doesn't have to be like the next New York Times bestseller every time you write a blog post, like some sort of content. So it doesn't have to be scary, but I agree. Like, I think people hear that and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't have time for that. But you can get really smart about the way that you reuse everything. Yeah. Give Pinterest its fresh content that it loves. Yeah. And I work with a lot of clients on the content repurposing. And so we repurpose a lot of blog posts into idea pins. I take Instagram stories, turn them into idea pins. I take their video content and create video pins. Like, again, teachers, we know we have to think smarter, not harder. And so repurposing the content, like that is key. And so again, I think, you know, one of the golden nuggets is to eventually get to the point of having a website. Another thing is to be creating fresh pins. Gone are the days that creating 10, 15 pins. And the reason like a Pinterest strategist or manager might seem more expensive these days is because it's more work on them. Like we're not repinning your, your old content again. I'm creating 30, 40, 50 pins a month for you, which is like creating 30 Instagram posts. So you, and and so think about the time that's taking, taking you, but there is a way to do this. That is not stressful. Batching your content. I know you stress that like Mm -hmm. you create a product, you create a blog post, create your handful of pins, schedule them on tailwind. That's another thing I want to bring up is like, Tailwind still works. I don't know who is out there saying Tailwind doesn't work. I've sat on on so many conferences with Tailwind, with Pinterest, who have discussed over and over again, Tailwind still works. If anything, it's Tailwind for Instagram that gives us trouble, like not the Tailwind Pinterest side. I think people get it twisted a little. Yeah. And so Tailwind still works. Pay the $15 a month for that to save you hours that you could be creating other products that you could sell for hundreds of dollars just by investing in that third-party scheduler. So again, I think it's, you know, getting on the path of creating a website, making sure you know your sales funnel, making sure you know, are your sales converting? Like what's, what's working and what's not? Know your numbers. Once somebody lands on your blog post, are you giving them a way to opt in? Or are you just writing a blog post just to write it? That's, you know, have a freebie, have something to get right. them to your world. If you're spending the time, get them to opt in, you know? So yeah, I feel like that was a lot. I feel like there's just so much frustration around Pinterest and I don't want people to feel stressed. I want them to feel like this is something that they can manage. They don't need a, a manager until they get to that point. But like, you you know, batch out your content, thinking about creating fresh content monthly, and creating enough pins that pleases the Pinterest algorithm and, and using idea pins and all of the things that Pinterest is really pushing right now. 
Right. Well, if they're pushing it, they're pushing it for a good reason. You know, rarely have we seen, I mean, there are some changes every once in a while where it ends up being like, eh, maybe that didn't work so well. But yeah, yeah, I don't think from what I've seen and read, I don't think that the their idea pins now, right? Not story. Pins yeah. Worse. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, I feel like those aren't going anywhere at first. It was kind of well, like they're here to stay. And if you even look on the feed, they are ranking top of search more and more. Yes. Well, that gives me a lot to think about. I'm like, I feel like you've almost converted me to a Pinterest fan in the course of this conversation. There you go. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you for all of your insight that you have given, is there anything else you wanted to add? I know we talked about a lot, um, but I just wanted to see if there's anything else we left untouched, but I feel like we've like covered a lot of different things. We covered a lot. I think again, it comes back to just being willing to be open to change, Mm -hmm. embracing the change, creating a workflow that is manageable, that you are doing weekly rather than letting it take over, repurposing that content from Instagram, from from other things that you're already doing and, and creating enough fresh pins a month to get the eyes on the content. You know, I feel like, I feel like we'll need to have you as a special guest in our next course launch because our signature course, the finishing framework is all about like mega batching your blog posts, your pins, everything. So I feel like what you do and what we do inside that is like perfect. I love that. That sounds perfect. (laughs) Yes. That would be amazing. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much. I really can't thank you enough for sharing your wisdom. If people want to find you on Instagram, can you share your Instagram handle for us? Yeah. I'm at Chelsea Hall social on Instagram. That's my website. I'm, I have clubhouse, but I don't use it anymore. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Chelsea Hall social, and I'm very active on, on Instagram. So if you ever have questions, like I'm an open book, I'm happy to help support with anything. And, and Chelsea shares pictures of her super cute daughter too. So oh, thank you. Bonus. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks again, especially from one working mom to another. I know it's not easy to find time in your schedule. So I thank you on behalf of all of my listeners, because I know that people are going to get a lot of value out of this episode. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chelsea.